Mm. You know, Ben Franklin once said, eat to live, don't live to eat. Well, it's an easy decision point. You can either famine or feast. Love or die. Hello, and uh, welcome to the second annual Fly-By Film Spooktober Festival of Spooks. Yeah, that, I mean, that sounds good to me. Is is that what we're calling it? Yeah, I mean... Is that the official title? I think it should be. You might okay. have to write that down, because I'll probably forget it, but... Fly-by film Spooktober, what was it? Month of (laughs) Festival of Spooks. Oh, Festival of Spooks. Festival of Spooks. Spooktober Festival of Spooks. Is that right? Uh, Blake, spoiler alert, I'm I'm not going to write that down. Okay. That is a, a shitty title that I am ashamed of, immediately ashamed of. No. It was uh, word garbage that that flew out of my mouth. Um, I, I mean, anyway, all words are word garbage. I mean, do you that's do true. like maybe maybe five percent of the words spoken by the human population is worth its salt? Maybe five percent. Uh, that is way too high. You are very optimistic, my friend. Oh wow! Okay. All right. I thought I was being generous, or like I was, I was being, uh, being kind in my, uh, but apparently I should have gone yeah. harder. So yeah, you were, you were being kind. Uh, anyway, uh, to those listeners who are invested in this, uh, we at Flyby Films Incorporated take the month of October very seriously, mm-hmm. and we take our horror credentials very seriously. So we use this month to delve into something very, very horrible. Yes. Like, uh, like the myth of Bloody Mary mm-hmm. would be one example. We did that last yeah. year. And this year, uh, just to, to rip the Band-Aid off and surprise our, our eager listeners, uh, we're going to be covering... Uh, found footage. That's what it's called. We're going to be covering found footage prior to. And, uh, and I'm just going to. I'm, I'm going to pause, pause the tape right here. <laughs> I just want to say. Pause it. Be, I, I can hear the groans from the people who are listening to us. Oh, God. Not another series on found footage. How many times do I have to listen to a podcast talking about Blair Witch Project? Listen, we are not doing that shit. We're doing. We've heard your complaints. We've heard your complaints in real time. We are doing anything we could find prior to 1999. So we are doing found footage before the pivotal moment of Blair Witch. Of found footage, yeah. Which never deserved so. it in the first place. If if there's a movie that deserves it, it's Paranormal Activity. That movie deserves it. Blair Witch is bullshit. 
I'm 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 sure we can get into this later. Okay. But uh, Blake, I did want to ask you before we get too far in, into into films and and this very fascinating history mm-hmm. of, of finding the film on the ground. Yeah. You know, which is I'm I'm sure what what found footage means. What have you been up to? I haven't seen you screen to screen for month and a half feels like it feels like a month and a half i feel like it has been a month and a half okay because i think the last time what have you been up to uh well i had another kid um uh, yeah he so funny funny story his name is fenton ignatius cornell collier but my oldest seamus refuses to call him anything but owen which was the other choice we were going with, you know, it was either Owen or Fenton. And so my wife and I have gone back and forth on whether or not we're going to change his first name legally uh, to Owen. Um, I personally am of the mind to just keep it Fenton and let him have a secret name that only his brother knows. So, you know, give him an identity crisis early on. Wait. Am I, am I Owen or am I Fenton? It didn't, doesn't matter because we're going to call him Iggy because of the Ignatius part. Um, that's going to be his nickname. So his first name really is kind of whatever. I I love this labyrinth of names that you've set up for your son. It's like you're giving him a challenge and he, you know, yeah, just right off, right off the bat we, we we've gotten audible groans from some people um <laughs> and and it's it's it was a long process of getting that dwindled down um my wife likes meanings i like the sound i could care less ultimately about the meaning um as yeah. long as it sounds good that's that's my thing and so uh i kind of bogarted seamus uh, the last time around, and so mm-hmm. I basically said, "This one's up to you. I will veto ones that I just refuse to name them." Yeah, but everything, like everything else, is on the table, and so uh, she loves the meaning of Owen E O I N um, because it's God is gracious. Uh, she loves Ignatius mm-hmm. because it's fiery, and he is also yeah. a great church saint. Um. And then Cornell is because we both have a fondness for Cornell West. Um, and then Collier, of course, is my last name. So um, he would, Cornell means hornblower. Uh, and so he would mm. be a fiery hornblower. Um, and yeah. so that's, that's what hooked my wife with the two middle names. Because um, she wants someone who will basically burn burn it down to the ground and start something better so yeah um well yeah so i i have to agree like the whatever like route you go with these names like it's bad like it's badass yeah i mean it's just i think it's great regardless so yeah fenton ignatius cornell collier is like it's a mouthful, but it's like a good mouthful. Like it's, it it feels good when you say it. And like, I, I am really kind of on your side about the, it has to sound good, yeah, uh, aspect of things because, um, and also also getting, not groans but uh, very quizzical <laughs> uh, faces when I tell them my son's when i tell people my son's name is hazel uh because they're like isn't that a girl's name and i'm like no it's not i mean right here here's an example uh and that's yeah, when we that's, just, you should just buy a shit ton of copies of of, <laughs> of wise blood. blood and and anytime you get that response from somebody you just hand them a copy and say fucker you better read this <laughs> you learn yourself something yeah um well i mean the the maybe horrible twist to this is that hazel moats 
I I love the character Hazelnut. Oh, he's amazing. But he's not a good person. I but he's not a good person, and and that's that's maybe what makes it. I'm a little bit sheepish to tell people like there's the connection there, but like I love. So his middle name is Elias. I love how Hazel Elias mm-hmm. sounds. Yeah. And again, it's got that just, rising and falling. Yeah. 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 It's 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 so good. Um anyway, but like back to back to Fenton, like he whatever way you guys go, he's got a good name. Yeah. Well, and 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 a fun Great a name. fun little hist- well, historical it's more mythological but it could be historical like i don't i don't know um there's a fenton that uh according to uh myth uh of irish myth uh survived the flood the flood of noah and he went to ireland and repopulated ireland and he lived to be you know tons of years old uh single-handedly and so like ultimately fenton like is cool in that way because he basically like started ireland um but also it's kind of bad because he just banged a lot of broads and like had no commitment to any of them um so i don't know like it it could go either way like so yeah Maybe according to like, like kind of like Creed on the office says, maybe a guy slipped in here or there. I don't know. It was a wild days. <laughs> so it was wild days. Well, yeah. And you know, I think, I think naming your kids after saints is like setting the bar too high too. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, you yeah. gotta get the, you gotta have a, you gotta get a, yeah. you know, uh, Something good, but a little bit of rebel yeah, in them. You exactly. Know, start them exactly. off off well. Well, Blake, I just have to say congratulations. Thank you to you, to Melissa, to Seamus. Like I, I hope you find your your rest. I hope you find joy in all this. Oh, it's so been great it's, so far. We've we, yeah. we've loved it. The 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 one downside. And it wasn't a downside in the beginning, but it became a downside. Is that during maternity and paternity leave, uh, we started watching Chopped. Uh, we started watching like oh. episode after episode after episode of Chopped, and I I always loved that show. Um, but I've lost the loving feeling after uh, what has become about twelve seasons at this point in a matter of a month, um, and it it's yeah it makes me sad sometimes to think how much it, chopped i've watched it'll, it, it'll do that to you binge watching like it it's inevitable when you're basically on like a stay at home bender yeah right like mm-hmm. for for whatever reason what if you're sick or something like that uh it it's inevitable and something like chopped is the right amount of attention yeah when you also like mm-hmm. you're trying to care for something that that is trying to thrive but yeah. you're the key to making sure it thrives you know so uh, that's going to happen and yeah when you sit back and you think 12 seasons of chopped mm-hmm. that's yeah it's it's, it's I, problematic uh, i'm sorry for your for your gain i'm sorry for your loss yeah i mean it's it, I, I like to even it out i like to have good with the bad uh good with the wicked um you know all that good stuff uh, tension i like yeah. tension yeah um my father-in-law loves tension his his whole um, thing is tension. Is that why he picked so, the book that to... he had us read? <laughs> oh, are we gonna do this? Are we gonna have a I mean, a pre conversation? I think I I think we should do uh, just a very brief, uh, just a sure. very brief 
We, we read The Book of Strange New Things by Michael Faber because his father-in-law picked it. And 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 Mich- then we Michelle. found out. Michelle. Uh, whatever. Michelle Michael, Faber. Mis- Michelle. Like, <laughs> okay. Okay, Foucault. <laughs> Anyways. Um, and then we come to learn that he he didn't necessarily like it the first time he read it. And I'm like, why would you do this to us? Why? <laughs> because you thought that you might like it the second time around? Oh, I don't know, man. I, look, I'm not going to sit here and defend it because I didn't pick it. I have, I feel like I have freedom. I had read it before. I was the only one other than Dave who had read it before. Yeah. Dave being my father-in-law. Um, and... I definitely feel like I was put in a position to defend the book by multiple people in that book club because I had read it before, which I think is a little bit unfair mm-hmm. because, because you know, after <coughs> we're like airing their grievances about this book, I was like, yeah, I see that. Maybe I don't necessarily agree with, like, they didn't grieve me in the same way, but I don't, I don't think those things are necessarily going to be resolved. (laughs) Um, And so, like, I tried to balance this, like, I don't want to shit all over Dave's book while we're reading it. Yeah. I'm also not, not having the terrible time with it that some people were, um... But it's also not my favorite book. I wouldn't have chosen it for this book club. So I don't really, like, care. Like, I'm not invested in you guys enjoying it. But I also, like, didn't want to tank the vibe of the book club. Well, and, this and, and, ten, ten, and ten week book. You want to give the book a fair shot. Yeah. And to be fair, yeah. for a majority of the book, I was enjoying it. It was the yeah. end that completely, like, like just turned me against it. So, I don't think I'm against it. I think, I read it before, I read it again. I actually listened to it this time. I audiobooked it. Um, and I didn't have as strong a reaction as you did. I thought the ending was flaccid both times. I didn't think it was very strong how it ended with the main character Mm -hmm. and that's a valid criticism i really really dug how like one of the one of the criticisms we're we're seeing in this book is that it's very boring and it takes a long time for anything to happen and it like why is that the case I actually really kind of dug that mm-hmm. because space is boring. Yeah. Like we romanticize it. We you know, <coughs> send these things out there and and take pictures of these galaxies and stuff like that, but you have to really really pay attention and invent a cool narrative about space in order for it to really be exciting. And, and, you know, we call that narrative astrophysics and science and things like that, but it is, Mm -hmm. it is an invented narrative. You know, it's, it reflects some truth, but any, any drama in it is from us. Mm -hmm. That's, that's made up. And, um, and this book, like the space exploration aspect of it, felt to me like I was scrolling through LinkedIn and listening to people post yeah. about their view of the future. And that shit is boring as hell. Yeah. Like it's it it fills me with this anxiety that I get reading this 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 view of of, you know, it put put Elon Musk's Mars <coughs> edition in place of of U6 yeah uh 
o oasis expedition and mm -hmm. you know they could probably match out one for one and so i i really liked that and then it came to a head with this this fiery you know uh dialogue between the main character and this other kind of madman character and that was kind of fun it was a bit much but it was kind of fun yeah. and then after that the book yeah it, it tanks yeah but like i i i dug that because because a lot of times like sci-fis are just uh overly romantic i guess mm -hmm. yeah is, is the thing and this this is devoid of that yeah no i it's, i i completely agree and i i think you hit the nail on the head as far as at what point it becomes lasted after that conversation between the main character and this madman um yeah i man I mean, I had a few issues through the rest of the book, but nothing that was, like, turning me, like, against it, ultimately. Um, I think... I think I just... The way he was writing parts of it made me think that there was going to be more of a uh, shoe drop than there was. And perhaps that's unfair of me to expect that, but I feel like it could have been written differently to where that wasn't necessarily the expectation. Um, and so I felt a little bit like I was watching the last episode of lost again. Um, mm, yeah. Where I was like, Oh, so there's a lot of really cool, interesting mysteries going on here and you're solving none of them. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's fun. Okay, well, I'm glad I wasted oh, the last four years of my life. <laughs> it did feel like four years of reading. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, 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 it was, was long. It was. It was long. Yeah, and that was back when yeah. seasons were 24 episodes. Oh, you're talking about Lost. I was talking about the book. But yeah, yeah, but Lost yeah, definitely Lost too. Yeah. felt like that. Both of yeah. them. Yeah. So. Yeah. 100. But nonetheless, am I disappointed I read it? No. No, I don't, ha I don't have to like a book to be glad I read it. I mean, I, that's been... So far, I've not ultimately, quote-unquote, liked any of the books we've read since I've been part of this book club. Um, but I'm glad I've read them uh, because it's moved me out of, outside of my normal kind of genre comfort zone. So... Blake, uh, we love having you in the book club. So if that's any consolation, I'll take it. We hope you don't aban oh, abandon no, us no. because of our shitty choices in no, books. No, uh, no, it's 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 worth it. It's worth it. I, I I get more enjoyment out of the the potential of each book than I do really anything else. So um, yeah, but uh, Jameson, what are you drinking? I, <laughs> I'm drinking dregs of coffee from this morning. Please tell me you microwaved. Do you microwave your uh, coffee? I mic I microwaved it probably like four hours ago. Okay. It is not it it is literally three three more sips. So Well, I am drinking alcohol. Uh, what about yeah. Uh I am drinking alcohol, but I was telling Jameson that I the last week I've been dealing with a, what I presume to be a ragweed allergy, also known as hay fever, uh, but I haven't gotten it near as bad as a lot of people do. A lot of people get like fevers and like just horribleness. I, I've had a cough, a really bad cough all the last week, um, and my wife has had it for two or two and a half weeks. Uh, and Seamus has had it a little bit here and there, so it's 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 made its rounds. But uh, I am having a uh, hot toddy because um, mm. I thought I was coughing so much today that my my chest started to hurt at, whenever I was coughing. So I was like, I need something to kind of like soothe it a little bit, but also you know get lit. Um, yeah, and so I used this rye whiskey that my wife got from 
Washington, D.C. from the George Washington distillery. It's like one of those gift boxes that has like a 50 milliliter bottle. And I had tried some. Mm -hmm. I like had taken a little bit uh, at one point and it's stiff. Like it's not good. Um, Mm. And so I was like, perfect. This is the perfect thing to use (laughs) for a hot toddy. So, yeah. That's that's what I'm drinking along with the along with the uh, a life water. So all right, cold all right. and hot well, tension. <laughs> tension, Blake. Yeah. Well, Blake. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Gazoon tight. And um, welcome. Also, I, I have I have to say. Uh, I'm sure the listeners will appreciate your sexy voice. Oh, so yeah. if if anything, you know, any silver lining to the hay fever, hey, uh, we'll I guess it. there's there's the the sexy voice of Blake. Yeah, I mean, take what you can get, I suppose. Uh, so I feel like we should probably talk about the movie. Yeah. So what was what was our first movie for? We're going in chronological. Um, chronologically okay um yeah our so our first i'm checking the the year to make sure i have it right uh, i think i know what it is but i, I want to i okay yeah that's what i thought uh from 1980 oh 1980 that's what i was gonna guess yeah i i was i was teetering between 1979 and 1980 i just couldn't remember which one it was um, 1980s Cannibal Holocaust, which its reputation precedes it. I had never watched it. I knew about it. Everyone who loves horror knows about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And they've seen scenes from it. One in particular. Um, which the 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 stick going through the the, the woman completely like. Where they come up on the shore oh. and they see the the woman like stuck yeah. on a stick. That's yeah. That was a pretty pivotal scene, and I think whatever trials came up against the director of the movie because they thought he actually mm. murdered someone uh, to make the movie. Oh, so yeah, classic. Yeah, he, so, he got in a lot of trouble for that movie. This yeah, this movie had. Uh, quite has quite a reputation yeah. still yeah um it's it still ruffles feathers and i'm sure we'll uh, get into that yeah but um blake what would tell me any like what was your experience with this movie before we decided to watch it like you said you had never seen it before yeah why i, I viewed it as have you heard of a film called the, the Serbian film? Yeah. Have you watched it? I haven't seen it. I've so I've seen the whole thing. Um, I sat through. It. I wrote an article on it. Um, not actually, not that bad. Like it's it's bad. Like the stuff in it is bad, but the film itself, like it's pretty well well constructed. Like it's shock. It's shock theater. That's basically all it is, mm-hmm. which is what all this is. Um, it it, it kind of has that, like, going into it, you're like, this is a movie I feel like I probably shouldn't watch, uh, but I'm going to. And so that feels mm. like the case with Cannibal Holocaust. Like, it feels almost untouchable because it feels dirty uh, to watch mm-hmm. it, but... You also we should know as horror fans that it's never as bad as people make it out to be. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some really horrible stuff, but I wouldn't say <laughs> watching it. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have charged the director with murder. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. Also, I mean. I'm not trying to make light of this movie, but we live in a post-social media 
world. Like, if... Be honest with yourself. If you're not bothered by random gifts popping up, and I am bothered by these things. Like, like this, this is legitimate legitimately why i avoid movies with this reputation and things like this at one point in college this is a side story one of my roommates like locked me in my room and tried to force me to watch the video <laughs> where the politician shoots himself oh I, yeah i forget it, yep. it's a famous yeah you know famous i don't remember viral the guy's video. name but yeah I, I know which one you're talking about and i I just shut my eyes and I was like, this is stupid. Why are you trying to get me to do this? I don't, I don't want to do that, yeah. you know? And I think this, the way you kind of describe it as like a horror film where you know you're not supposed to watch it, but you watch it anyway, yeah. you know, it has this untouchable nature to it. Feels a lot like these videos, like, mm -hmm. you know, anything posted on world star hip hop, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. like all this stuff and when you describe like as as horror fans you should know that it's never that bad the stuff you're gonna see on the internet is going to be a hundred times worse though oh yeah like i mean whenever you can find youtube videos of actual like footage of slaughter like it's yeah it's not there's no like, comparison so this, yeah, this butts up and wants to kind of cozy up to something like the faces of death and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, and maybe we should we should mention that type of found footage we're not covering. Yeah, no. I, I have no interest in, uh, so, no. you know, I wouldn't have signed up for something like that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but it's not that. There's still, there, there's still a line... Uh, between cannibal yeah. holocaust and something like that um but it does have a similar reputation <coughs> and mm -hmm. i i should say with a caveat there's a line when it comes to humans yes right? and yeah. and that uh this movie and it usually comes with with uh disclaimers on it is mm. not vegetarian friendly uh, no no so, specifically one scene which is really tough to watch yeah because yeah. that actually and, i and, think was real uh the way they did that so yeah according to wikipedia there are six on-screen animal deaths and they were all real and seven in total because they had to reshoot one of them. Oh gosh! So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, Peta was not happy. Uh, Although I don't think they were. Were they in an organization at that point? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they were uh, worried about Italian films at that point. No, no. And we should note this is an Italian film. So even though it takes place. Uh, in new york yeah it's it's italian so. i think i think this this the the hubbub around this film stinks of a lot of hearsay like some really mad moral majority folk types uh screenshotted parts of the film and showed it to the to their like representatives and were like how do you let this smut on TV, blah, 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 or in the theaters, blah, 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 uh, not and completely taking it out of context because anyone who watches this film within the first five minutes realizes there's not, there's not much reality to it. <laughs> it, yeah. it feels fake from the very beginning. Like it, like I was... I was, to be honest, extremely surprised at how little I felt drawn into it as a real, quote-unquote, found footage. Like, the whole time I was just like, this feels, like, put upon. Like, this is not, 
the way it's set up, the the characters they got to be the documentarians and the guy who goes in who's like progressive and is is offended by all the things that the quote unquote natives do. Uh, they all read really really poorly characterized, <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, this this is this is clearly a movie. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, and I I agree with you there. I think I was kind of pulled in because there is there is a novelty to it all. And I was actually kind of surprised at how well they pulled off the novelty. Yeah. Uh you know We'll we'll talk kind of later about some other found footage films and um and you know how they kind of pull it off but since this is kind of the the genesis of the of the genre you know um it is interesting to think back like how the filmmakers kind of constructed this in their mind and and you know so so if you've never seen Cal- cannibal holocaust I don't I don't really recommend it. It's it is with all the like caveats about like it being fake that <coughs> it is still like an uncomfortable and hard movie to watch. Kira did not like it. Yeah. I don't I I don't think you need to watch it. No. Um but I do think it is an interesting movie and almost on the the good movie scale of types of things because specifically because of the novelty like i think that they really pull that off and so how it works and i was actually thinking about this and i did a tiny tiny bit of research because i um because a lot of times when we think of found footage we think um you know video cassettes that people like get at 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 um oh why am I blanking at the Salvation Army, yeah. you know, and, and they, they pick Goodwill, Goodwill. That's, that's what I was trying to remember. Uh, and I couldn't, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, a, a secondhand story, you find these VHS tapes and and that's, I think where the name comes from, but video like camcorders weren't even a thing, at least mm-hmm. not to, the uh the consumer in 1980 yeah it wasn't really until like 83 that (laughs) released and they still weren't like widely available until like 80 87 Mm -hmm. um so that that type of aesthetic wasn't even really like thought of and so in this movie it follows you know, it's about these like grad student esque documentary filmmakers mm-hmm. who try to find this group of of cannibals, and so so already, you know, they're using another another type of found footage where it's it's a documentary being made, mm-hmm. and then um, the first half of the movie follows this professor who wants to go and find out what happened to these these documentarians and ends up finding their their roles of film and then he brings them back and the the corporation wants to show them live on tv i found i thought that was like the uh most unbelievable thing is that they just wanted to sight unseen just broadcast them you know with with some editing and stuff Um, that would have gone over really well and then (laughs) yeah and then the rest of the movie is them they're watching it because the professor convinces them to watch it before they broadcast it. Yeah. And then they all watch in horror because the surprise is you you know the documentarians, you know, they they met a terrible fate, but the twist is that they deserved it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> they were horrible people. You, you you watch it and you realize you want them to get eaten. You yeah. Know? So and not only that, but the uh, and I think I caught this in the film, but 
they they were celebrated on for another documentary before they did this one, and the corporate people knew that they paid some of the people in the shots to like be killed or something. Or I, I don't remember what it was that they paid him to do, but they paid him to do something that was not like that was like clearly in the realm of quote unquote factual documentary filming uh, was not kosher. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think it was just that they were paid actors. Okay, like gotcha. that nothing was nothing was real. I don't think there was. I don't think the the corporation knew there was any sort of violence gotcha. to it. Okay, but, but that makes um, sense. Yeah, yeah. I I so I'm I'm of two minds with with this film. I I, I remember you sending me a message saying that you don't ever want to watch this again, but you couldn't not say it was a good film. Um, and I I largely agree with that. Um. I think it's it's worth. I think it's better than people give it credit for. Um, <clears throat> I think it's more than just mere exploitation uh, film, but I philosophically disagree with the direction they took with it, um, because I actually would have found it more interesting if they had made the documentary documentarians like really normal and like banal and they just intentionally like misrepresented everything, which is kind of the nature of documentaries. Um, and they got eaten and I would still say on some level they might've deserved it. Uh, I think, I think maybe, allowing the documentarians to go full on like apocalypse now on the natives was it killed some of the, the, the power of the point that I think the film was trying to make. Um, but on some level, I mean, I think you can make a case that like, I don't think uh, maybe there's been some documentarians out there that were this horrible. I have my doubts, but um, it it definitely seemed like like that was very unbelievable. Yeah. how how just inhumane mm-hmm. these these people were. Yeah, you know they like that that scene you were talking about that girl with the the stick like it it actually like happened because of something they did and there wasn't a sense of, of regret. Yeah. They just, they treated these lives as, as nothing, Mm -hmm. you know, like, um, it's actually interesting because the name is, is a little bit of a mystery until you realize that the Holocaust is happening on the cannibals. Yeah. Like, and, and, and then it like clicks like, Oh, the documentarians are the ones causing you know, <coughs> the Holocaust to these people. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're treating them as worthless and they're putting them in these, these contrived situations yeah. to, to remove them of their humanity. Um, but uh but yeah it doesn't it's it's interesting because i think i think maybe the film was trying to make a comment about like what you caught before which was like the the fakeness of the documentary mm-hmm. format yeah and it used this really extreme method yeah. you know that that maybe there's more interesting things they could have done with the extreme method than kind of gone on about how, you know, but if they, this, this almost if they, pedantic yeah. ar- argument about, well, and that's the problem is that in order to make a horror film, you have to kind of go over the top. Um, mm-hmm. You had to have the, 
the girl on the stick. You had to have, like, all these things because it's iconic horror-type imagery. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I get why they did it. Um, Part of me just thinks that there was a more interesting drama in this film than there was a horror film. Yeah, Um, yeah. Because I, I, I mean, really, like, basically what I took away from uh, the documentarians and, and the natives themselves is that they just, like, people just have a human propensity for butt stuff. So. Yeah. That's what I took away. Uh, There's a lot of, a lot of butt stuff in this movie. I, and it was I without don't remember consent. That in every case. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, actually, speaking of that, uh, my wife agreed to watch this with me. I think she just wanted a horror movie, and then she realized, like, oh, not this type of horror movie. Yeah. After we watched it, which when you, you know, told me that she was watching, I was like, well, okay, well, all right. Well, you know, she, I mean, I know Kira well enough to, watch... to know that yeah. she can handle it. Like, it's not like she, yeah. But I was like, but Ooh, okay. But she was particularly bothered, and I'm going to try to, like, try to give her words as as best I can remember them. Okay. So not to misrepresent them, but she was particularly bothered that, like, the... And, and Kira, if you listen to this, you can let me know if I misrepresented them. Uh, actually, leave um, a voicemail, and we'll <laughs> play it on the next episode. Yeah. Um, or actually, uh, probably in, but, like, two uh, or three episodes, because that's... We're currently working these in two at a time so we'll get we'll get around to it eventually yeah but um you know she was particularly bothered by uh the um the fact that of the documentary film crew like everyone got eaten but it was the female character that got eaten or raped and then eaten yeah. and it she definitely wasn't blameless but she seemed more upstanding than the rest yeah she at least puked when they saw when she saw things that were not okay yeah yeah even though absolutely. she didn't address any of it but she at least was repulsed enough by it yeah yeah and she did try to stand in the way a couple times specifically with uh with the girl on the stick yes uh situation yeah but she was you know too weak um to to do anything about it yeah um yeah so you know there and I could see that as as a legitimate grievance, uh, you know, like more violence was perpetuated against the women in this movie, and I I guess that's just kind of histor history, right? Yeah, I was about to say I was like, like I was like on some level like it's it's that's probably the most historically accurate aspect of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and. Like, because, you know, it's almost like saying that I'm not trying to excuse it. Yeah. But, exactly. Yeah, it definitely ma- makes for a harsher film to watch, right? Yes. So, I guess I want to just mention that. If, if you're triggered I, by really, really brutal rape scenes, I, I would stay away from this one because there's, there's a lot it, in it. Um, absolutely, yeah. Very uncomfortable ones, too. Um, even by my standards i was like okay well can we move on to a different scene now i'm uh i'm good so yeah 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 so um (laughs) but all that being said (coughs) i i was still i think i was still surprised that like it was you know as as you said with the serbian film it it was pretty well constructed. It 
wasn't the B horror film that I thought it was no. going to be. No. Um, and and that you know that's probably because I didn't do a ton of reading on it, but I just kind of based that opinion on the name Cannibal Holocaust, you know. Um, but uh, it it you know it was a well constructed horror film that had a very novel twist on how it was being told mm-hmm. that ended up you know spawning a, a big cottage f- horror film yeah. industry so very much so um so in that way yeah as a historical artifact this is a a good film um so so question yeah um every horror fan's favorite director Eli Roth um, made a, I don't know, an homage, a remake. I never watched it, so I don't know. Uh, Green Inferno. Um, How does seeing the original Cannibal Holocaust, which mentions Green Inferno a couple times, um, how does the viewing of this film affect your willingness to watch Eli Roth's Green Inferno? It's... I I want to say two things. One, it's really interesting you brought this up because, listeners, we haven't talked about this ahead no. of time. I know you don't, you don't have to believe that, but I definitely was thinking the same thing. Oh. I was, like, wondering about this about Eli Roth. I was thinking about his movie, the green Inferno. I also haven't seen it. Honestly, it makes me want to watch it and, and see like what, what Eli Roth kind of took from it. So nothing, my experience, nothing good. Here's my experience with Eli Roth. (coughs) I watched, uh, is it, is it wrong turn or yes. is no cabin fever? Cabin is fever cabin is. Fever? Uh, I, I yeah, get the, I get the uh, hillbilly uh, slasher films mixed up. Yeah, well, cabin fever was about a disease. Oh crap! Uh, okay, like yeah, it was like a like a zombie like disease. Clearly, I've seen I watched wrong cabin turn, fever. But I haven't seen cabin fever apparently because. I I liked Cabin Fever when I first saw it. I haven't seen it since. I don't know if I would like it again. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, this is this is interesting. That came out what like two thousand one. Yeah. Long, long time ago. And so I was like, okay, Eli Roth. For some reason, Eli Roth became a mega star after just Cabin Fever, which Cabin Fever was passable. I don't know why he becomes a megastar and then hostile comes out and so i was like okay i liked his first one i'm gonna go and see hostile i hated hostile and at that point i was like i don't care anything that you have to say so mr roth so you know what's funny is i actually didn't mind hostile the first one um when i saw it and i haven't seen it since um i think I think the gl- the warm glow of the brilliance of Saw was still, like, bathing me in its light whenever I went to see Hostel, mm. so I gave it a lot more uh, fair, like, kind of a general goodness than it probably deserves. But I actually didn't mm. mind it. Um, I remember coming out of it and being like, yeah, not not my type of movie, but at least, like, it worked on a technical level for me. Um, I doubt I would have that feeling now watching it again, but um, I just know of Eli Roth as a persona and I think he's an asshole. So that kind of makes me not like him. I agree with that sentiment, but I also decided that Probably like twenty years ago, and I haven't touched Eli Roth since. Yeah, like I don't I even want to say, watch his history of horror. 
like that documentary series that he put together. Like I, I love watching documentaries about horror films. I don't want to touch that with a ten foot pole. I, that's how much I despise Eli Roth. I, I will say, I think he's. <coughs> I think he's kind of like, his his light has kind of dimmed yeah. a little bit. He's not, he's not the uh, the the, you know, darling. No. Horror darling that he once was. And I get the sense from reading about some of the movies he's made that he still kind of takes a very, um, I don't know how to say this, uh, a, a very moralistic approach to horror movies. Mm. Um, and that actually kind of interests me that there's someone who, you know, I feel like we're in a very like, you know, postmodern world of mm-hmm. films and, and horror, you know, in the eighties for better or worse had, had a very moralistic streak to it. It, you know, you could argue that it's the, the most conservative <laughs> film genre, you mm-hmm. know, which, which is really funny to me, but like, um, and, and weirdly enough, I think Eli Roth has kind of held on to that. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. I think I read, you know, a few reviews. Uh, weirdly enough, if you're familiar with, like, Armand White, uh, who is the biggest critical troll, uh, film critic troll. I, I had uh, never heard of Armand White until Get Out. And he wrote the only negative review of that film at the time that it was released and then yeah. all of a sudden he was on my radar and i was like oh you're that guy okay okay yeah he's he's fun to read every once oh in a while. i think he's a blast he's actually a he cracks me up he's actually a, a a big proponent of eli roth which i've always thought was just very funny none of that has made me like interested enough to get into Eli Roth. No. But in the back of my mind, I've always thought maybe, maybe there's, there's something, maybe there's a kernel of, of interestingness with this, this film director who refuses to like change with the times yeah. and just, you know, sticks to this one thing. He also has this, uh, a Keanu Reeves movie. Yeah. Knock, knock, um, knock, knock. Um, it's, I don't it's, know. I think I never it may be the only Keanu Reeves movie I haven't watched. Yeah, I mean, I and I don't think it's well remembered. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll watch it for. And uh, I think it's a remake film. of a French film. Um, that that might make I sense. I think that's right. I don't remember for sure, but I do believe it's a remake. So. But yeah, I mean, this is just a log complicated winding way of saying like it kind of made me want to revisit that and see like what what inspired him to you know hold on to cannibal holocaust as as this touch point yeah to his identity as a, a filmmaker well stay tuned folks we might end up doing it <laughs> we're crazy enough to do it uh, what what about you? Were you interested in, in Green Inferno at all? No, not really. But <laughs> but I would do it um, because uh, I am a glutton for punishment. So um, yeah, I I just don't envision a world in which Eli Roth is going to improve upon something that I'm mixed at best, mixed to positive at best on. Um, I just don't foresee him having the talent or the moral fortitude to do anything interesting with it that wasn't already done. Yeah. Perhaps yeah. poorly in this one. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it never has struck me as a, a thing that I would actively long to do, but... 
if if one of us lays it down on the table as a as a selection, then then I I am honor bound. Blake, the truth of the matter is, I won't ever get around to this because I don't care that much. That's fair. That's fair. I'm I, there, I'm on the same page there. So, like, it's it's moments like this where I'm like, hmm, interesting. Maybe maybe there's something there, but then life happens and my son wakes up and I'm like, oh, I don't actually have time for any of this. Yeah. And somehow, I fit you know, recording a podcast with you in. Yeah. Um, and that's just because I find way more value in that than <coughs> the Eli Roth film. So and unless ultimately you're like, or I could watch the thing again. <laughs> yeah. Which I did recently with, uh, with my father-in-law, Dave, Dude, who had never seen it before. Oh, he had never seen it. Did he love it? He had never seen it. He really liked it. Yeah. What's not to yeah. like? It's a perfect film. It's it's pretty great. Uh, no, it's it's perfect, Jameson. And every it is the masterpiece of John Carpenter. You know what? I'm just crazy enough to agree with you, and that has nothing to do with the fact that I think we should probably be ending this episode soon, so we oh, can okay. get to recording yeah. the next one. Yeah, that's fair. It is a perfect film. Just yeah, it has nothing yeah. to do with that. Carpenter didn't do any other films that were worth note. Just the thing. Okay, bye. He he did that thing. All right. <laughs> bye. <laughs>